In this episode of the Boost Health Podcast, you will hear... If you love gravel riding, or you love doing crit races, or you want to do the halt route, it doesn't matter, you still love cycling. And it's that kind of openness. Um, it's just a, a passion of getting out there and getting on the road and, and meeting people and traveling. That's, that's, if if, those, if they, you tick those boxes, then I think you quite enjoy Unfound. Here's how much you've trained for this week based on your TSS score. Here's how many hours of sleep you were averaging for the week. And here's your heart rate variability. And if you're like, heart rate availability is in the tank and you haven't been getting enough sleep and you've been training like a madman yeah, yeah, yeah. or madwoman, that's pretty obvious where you need to flex. Very, you can't do everything. So I think that's my sort of wellness tip is that you, sometimes you can't do everything. And if you try and do everything, then it can come crashing down like that Jenga block. Find your balance. Find your balance. Find your balance. Find your balance. That is the goal here at Boost Health. Welcome to episode number 26 of the show. I am Paul Sandberg, the founder of Boost Health and your host. I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist with the NSCA. I have a bachelor's degree in human biology, a master's degree in business administration, and I've been working in the wellness and fitness industry for over 19 years. In each episode of the Boost Health Podcast, we discuss a new topic and cover the entire spectrum of wellness concepts, including fitness training, inspiration, nutrition, biohacks, and wellness products, and give you some actionable tips that you can implement in your personal health strategy. Each show is only about 30 minutes long, as my goal is to give you lots of great ideas and tactics in a short amount of time. My philosophy with this podcast and with Boost Health in general, is to be open-minded and let's try new things. Preconceived notions shouldn't get in the way of wellness strategies that could be a real difference maker for us. Have you ever tried a new wellness tactic and it surprised you in how well it worked? I'm sure you probably have. We all have. Well, those are what we are trying to uncover here. Thank you to everyone who's been telling a friend, family member, or colleague about the show that you think might enjoy it. It really means a lot. Also, please subscribe, rate, and review the show in your favorite podcast app if you haven't already done so. That's much appreciated. Announcements. Listener Q&A. I've been getting some great questions from folks via email who listen to the show about different things we talk about. And I thought it'd be great to start collating these questions and share them along with my responses on the show, since others probably have the same questions. Now, if you want to ask a question, just click on the green Ask Paul button on the podcast page on myboosthealth.com. Just go to myboosthealth.com and click podcast, and you'll see the big green button that says Ask Paul. Now, as always, we'll link to this in the show notes and blog as well. So here's the listener question for this episode. Paul, do you really exercise every single day? And my response was, yes, I do. <laughs> but the intensity and discipline changes. So exercise is as much about mental balance and therapy for me 
as it is about the physical piece. Now, my normal schedule is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do strength training, and I do more aerobic focus on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. It just works for me. And I have days just like anybody else where I'm tired, I'm banged up, I have low HRV scores, etc. So within my workout plan, I can flex to a recovery workout if I need to. For example, if I have a low HRV score and it's supposed to be a high intensity interval cardio day, then I can just switch to an easy zone one, zone two workout instead, like maybe an easy walk or a swim. Easy. Or if I'm feeling really sluggish and it's supposed to be a strength training day, I'll just dial down the amount of resistance I would use and focus on really good quality reps. I'm not suggesting this routine is for everyone, but if you really thrive on routine, can be disciplined in acting on what your body's telling you, and like the therapeutic component of focused daily movement, then it may be worth considering. Apparel. The most recent order of Boost Health Performance Apparel just started arriving at doors this week. I'm really excited. I've seen actually some really great pictures of you all in your new strength gear and cycling kits so far, so thanks for sending those out. They look really good. I personally tried out the new cycling two-in-one speed suit and it felt awesome. Uh, it's similar to the tri-suit, um, it, but it has a little bit bigger chamois and the back pockets are a little bit bigger, so it's dif uh, different than the triathlon because it's more focused for, for cycling. But it's super comfortable. It's a one-piece suit that fits like a second skin, so you almost forget you're wearing it. It's, it's pretty awesome. And again, don't worry if you didn't get your order in this time. We're going to open the store again this fall. And we're actually going to be putting in some winter pieces this time. So you'll see uh, some hoodies, uh, long sleeves like cycling jerseys, running tights, and more. So make sure you check that out uh, here in the fall. And if you haven't seen the gear yet, you can see some of it in action on the My Boost Health Instagram, Facebook, and Strava feeds, including the strength gear, cycling gear, multi-sport gear, and casual wear. Check it out and stay tuned for discounts during the next ordering period here on the show and in the newsletter. And speaking of the newsletter, if you haven't signed up already for the Weekly Boost newsletter, you can do so by entering your name and email into the form on the homepage of myboosthealth.com. Don't miss any Boost Health news. All right, now on with the program. Episode 26 of the Boost Health podcast is titled unfound a cycling social media platform connect learn and have fun part three in this third and final episode with jewels from unfound we discuss the story behind the uber comfy unfound socks cycle racing the future of unfound and new content and features mobility sleep and recovery hacks and how jules finds his balance i hope you all will enjoy it and without further ado here is part three Real quick, I want you to talk about, I, I know um, one of the things with with uh, the contest is you guys do a, a prize and sometimes it's it's your socks. Yes. And, you know, we're both in the fitness gear industry. So yes. tell me about these socks because they're, they're really popular. Everybody loves well, them. <laughs> it's, um, so, so part of the things we want to do, obviously, being a project was uh, I have a thing about cycling socks and, and finding the right ones. So. And I'll never do a project like this again, but I went on a mission <laughs> to try and build a pair of socks. Um, and we're pretty happy with the outcome. Uh, we looked at like, I think 40, we compared like 46 pairs of cycling socks. Oh my and gosh. took all the best bits we liked. And we went to like all the traditional 
places where you'd get stuff like this made and no one really kind of got it right and then we tried to think a little bit laterally and went to some hosiers and ended up so we we found a really cool factory who then were like these aren't cycling socks we're like yeah but just make these socks and uh that's kind of where we're at so um people seem to really like them they're pretty comfy um and uh we will never do any proprietary <laughs> a parallel again as you know we love uh Corey. Corey, yeah. Um, yeah. so and uh, you know the uh, unfound is basically a brand agnostic hub so we sell the Corey x1 bib shorts as well those are but, sweet bib shorts but we've yeah. just debadged them so there's no logos there's no branding on there and, and the whole concept is i think people get too wrapped up with being x brand or y brand or whatever and and kind of want to celebrate sort of the opportunities to pick and choose so it's that old school black shorts and you can wear it with your club top your dragons or sirs top or you can wear it with Rafa, map or whatever favorite brand you've got you've got that opportunity to mix things up so that was the kind of thinking behind the shorts as well they're, they're sweet i mean i've i've tried those x1s yeah. um on and we're gonna put them in action for for boost too oh, they're, yeah. they're a really good they're, short. They're, they're and you guys short. did a really cool design like i saw like on the like the lateral and inside you have like a cool uh, design, I think on. The, oh, just very, yeah, just yeah, very subtle on the inside. Yeah, it's subtle. Yeah. It's subtle. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know. You're trying to make it work with everybody's kit, and yeah. they will. They could, yeah. but it's just, it's just a nice touch. So, unfound, you guys have a little bit of action in the race scene, um, and I understand that you've been doing that for a little while. So, you've got some really, really strong cyclists that race under the unfound banner tell me a little bit more about how long you guys have been sort of racing under unfound and how that all came together yeah <laughs> by pure accident to be honest with you. <laughs> i think uh the, this concept of unfound as a racing club or team was is a bit of a misconception um basically it came down accidentally to the, got like an insanely good talent well, right <laughs> well no we actually we won a few things but basically a few friends a few of us were going to phuket to do the tour of phuket a few years ago okay and um and we just wanted to get a kit made and uh, at the time it was just i was working at the sort of sowing the seeds of unfound and, and wanting to build the website and what it's going to be and stuff so so was this uh sorry to interrupt was this 16 ish yeah okay yeah so then um yeah then we, we so we're like okay, let's do an unfound kit but we basically debadged it it wasn't really it was kind of very subtle bit of unfound founding and that was the name and it was it wasn't meant to be a thing. We weren't meant to be a club or, you know, cause any dramas or anything. But um, <laughs> So we went out and we won a few races and then it became, then it did become a thing. Um, so uh, we've had great fun. And I, the greatest thing about that unfound thing is that I've, there's some people I've cycled with in, in Hong Kong, some who've sadly moved on elsewhere, all different ages and abilities. And we kind of had this group whereby it was like, completely open door policy you know we'll meet you at coffee and just it was all very casual and non-official wasn't even a club but everyone thought it was a club so that's kind of how it happened however and Duncan and 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 Steve this year wanted to put together more of a formal race team um and um and they've done that so quite excited about um starting racing from September and and that will be uh, a race team called Fry Group Unfound Racing. So oh, cool, cool. Un- Unfound's sort of involvement will be as a sponsor, and and that's it. Hopefully, um, uh, and hopefully I'll get to race a few hey, races. Good, you're as gonna well. get if to I race get, on your own team. You have to try out. Yeah, exactly. If I get picked. how fast can you go up a peak? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, 
uphill's not great for me, so uh, flat is fine. But yeah, so we so we've got some so we've got some great sponsors. Obviously, the Fry Group have come in and helped sponsor, and a Nutrition Kitchen uh, have come cool. in as well. And, and we've also got um, the Nesbit Centre, who are a, a local charity here, who run Cafe Eight as well. So just oh, nice. gonna, and we just want to sort of give something back in the local community as well. So um, we'll be sort of giving them a bit of support along the way as well, which would be nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I'm, I'm excited to see the new kit for that too, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give you a sneak peek. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Unfound, we've talked about it a lot. You started at the same time as me. You launched in, in Jan of this year. And so I'm interested, like, what kind of stats are you guys seeing? I, I see that... You know, you've got in some of these groups, you got like over 100 people already in, in these yeah. groups and a lot of activity. There's things coming up on the news feed every day. People are posting pictures all the time. People are, people are posting rides. So I'm guessing you're seeing some good activity. But is there anything you want to share that you guys are seeing? Yes, yeah, emotional roller coaster, isn't it? It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, starting a business? Yeah, starting yeah. a business and, and just seeing it. Just, you know, the, the analytics have, have been growing and moving in the right direction. Um, and just keeping context of that and uh, keeping momentum. Uh, I, I checked this morning actually, um, and I don't know if this is good or bad, but we we launched the app in February. We've had thirty five thousand sessions on the app since we launched. Ooh, that's awesome. Um, which I think is good. Uh, but as I mentioned earlier, that the most exciting thing for me is the fact that we've had cyclists from ninety eight countries on. Yeah. That's that's really cool. Um, and our biggest markets are the US by quite a long way actually, US and the UK, and then and then Hong Kong. So. I think statistically, I, I, the biggest challenge for me is something I, I absolutely didn't even consider when we set set it up was, um, uh, but on hindsight, it's very obvious was was content really. Um, I mean, I'm on Facebook. I never post. Um, mm. I'm on. I've got a personal account on Instagram. I may post once every other month. I'm not an avid Instagram fan, but I never really thought that people would go on there just to look at it. So content is has become a huge challenge um so our next step is trying to encourage people to 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 post more and um, we've got some amazing people that have been hugely supportive um and post some really super interesting stuff like jim, jim cotton and and hans in norway and and tom we mentioned before in, in austria and and rafa in brazil and, and these guys have done they've got some great stuff but ultimately we need thousands of people posting risking posting life and limb stuff. to get the photo yeah, of the week exactly. right <laughs> yeah but there's some, some interesting thought pieces as well you know Jin, yeah yeah jim's written some really interesting his blog's really good so you know that that's our major challenge um i think if I can encourage anyone that's on there would be if, if you're not a, someone that posts, show some love, like comment. Uh, after all, everyone on there's a, a like-minded cyclist. It's a pretty friendly place. I think there's something that really kind of epitomized. I think one of the challenges we have, we haven't got this big marketing budget, right? So having to do it incrementally slowly is actually been awesome. We've managed to create a great community of like-minded people and actually it's a really friendly place. There was a lady in the States that, that posted a, a new bike day post and it was literally a, a flat handle bar, bike on the front, shopping, bicycle, right? And I <laughs> nice. thought, oh, That's no. awesome. Yeah, well, it's absolutely. And I thought, oh no, I thought, she, you know, there's risk of getting sort of slated publicly on, on the platform and that's the last thing i wanted to come but she, she got so much support she got like i think it was one of most our most liked posts on there and uh, she got loads of positive comments and i just think that kind of shows the, the types of people we're attracting which is awesome so that was uh that was really cool to see so 
It yeah. is. It, it's a it's a really nice community of people that just want to encourage each other and help each other. Mm. Because, you know, if somebody asked me a question about cycling back home in Kansas or wanted to do a cool Saturday ride in here in Hong Kong, I, I'd be jumping for joy to help them yeah, exactly. do it. I think all of us would. That's what it's about. And people on a different journey, right? I, I, I We've just literally just finished last week. It was the, the Holt Route Pyrenees. Oh, wow. And I did Holt Route Alps last year. And it is a, it's a brutal experience, but it's very personal. And um, we, had, we had three people do a sort of an update report of their experience. And, and three different very people with very different at the very different personal journey, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that was so a really good idea. It was, it was great. So if you want to do a Hellroot next year, or you're thinking about doing it, or you just want to relive the pain, you know, go <laughs> check them out. Because we had, you know, from Hong Kong, Winnie Fung, who's a fantastic Winnie, cyclist, yeah, really a cyclist. Good. You know, she she did her first one, and she was awesome. She absolutely smashed it with with Chris and Ray. And then we had a, a guy that Duncan and I met, I met last year. He'd flown all the way from from Melbourne. Uh, really strong rider, but, but a, you know, big sort of strong crit rider. And, and he, he just started off brilliantly and then got super sick. And actually his last oh. video was heartbreaking because he, he was literally like blowing up, you know, coughing up blood and had to pull over at the ambulance and, 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 and quit, which was devastating and quite emotional watching it. Um, and then the, the third person was, was Jim Cotton, who obviously contributes and has done some great articles and stuff. But he is a top, top cyclist. You know, the, the Hell Route is some, some of the best amateurs in the world. And, and he came 27th, right? I mean, like, wow. super, super cyclist. That's so amazing. It kind of gives you three nice perspectives. You know, first timer, a second timer. And, and, and he's now, he went straight from Pyrenees. He's doing Alps. He's done two in a row. Oh, my 14 goodness. days. However, you know, absolutely crazy, crazy guy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very cool. So, I think... That's the kind of cool stuff that if you love cycling, you're passionate about it and you can feed off other people. And there's some, that's, the, that's the content we're getting on there. You know, and, and if you're sort of like dip a toe in the water, kind of like I was, like I loved cycling um, before I moved to Hong Kong. Yeah. But like in Kansas, we have we have some hills to climb. But I didn't know what a categorized climb was until I moved here. I'm like, what's that funny little number on Strava with the circle around it? Yeah, oh, that's a, that's yeah. a categorized a climb. One. Yeah. Um, and so with that is is you know you know buckling down and climbing. But then there's descending. I absolutely did not know how to descend, and that's yeah. like it's like a different part of the sport that I didn't even know about. And 100, percent it's a skill. It is. Yeah. It is a technical skill, yeah. and it's and it's also like mentally getting used to the speed and getting a flow and then enjoying like what the flow feels like on a dry day. Yeah. 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 So my point is like, you know, I've sort of thought, I think I really, really like cycling, like as a complete sport now, like this is really interesting and unfound sort of found me at a time when I was sort of really getting into it. And so if you're just kind of like cycling curious, yeah. I would encourage you to to just get on there and start checking stuff out. Like maybe you've watched a couple of uh, days on the TDF or, yeah, you know, yeah. you just you're just kind of curious about it. You just fall in love with it. It's really it's for everybody that just has, you know, even just a little bit of an interest in cycling. It's really yeah, cool. That's exactly it. And I think I think that's what we mentioned about the brand thing earlier. I think there's so many sort of pushing messages towards a certain style of cycling. And, and that's just yeah. the global marketing machine whereas i think what i want unfound to become is if you love gravel riding or you love doing crit races or you want to do the hout route it doesn't matter you still love cycling and just so and that's the it's 
it's that kind of openness. Um, it's just a, a passion of getting out there and getting on the road and, and meeting people and traveling. That's that's if, if those if they you tick those boxes, then I think you quite enjoy Unfound. Uh, absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more. I asked this to everybody that comes on the Boost Health podcast, Jules. So I want to know. You've, I think you've alluded to this a little bit already. I think cycling is probably a part of it. <laughs> but how do you find your your own wellness balance? What are some of the things? Because I like to listen to everybody, and I want to, you know, try to learn from everybody and, and take a little percentage uh, from everybody. So I, I'm sure you've got some cool stuff that that you'd like to share that that apply to you. Wow. Um, no pressure. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Probably the thing that I try and work on is is not trying to do too much, um, and I think that's that's kind of key. So the mindfulness thing is important. I need to fit it in. Uh, the cycling is important. I need to fit it in. The families are the most important and, mm-hmm. and, and the priority. And then there's work, and then there's unfound and everything else. And sometimes things have to give. So for me, it's probably the social life. We've, that side of things gone, which is which is fine, right? You can't do everything. So I think that's my sort of wellness tip is that you, sometimes you can't do everything. And if you try and do everything, then it can come crashing down like that Jenga block. That's really good advice. That's really good advice. And so, so I know you, you train pretty regularly and you've got a family. Yeah. How do you guys as a family work that out? Do you train like early in the morning before the girls get up or yeah. so is that what you usually do? So Sundays I never ride outside. It's like a family day. So oh, nice. I may do a turbo, but I won't go out on a Sunday. Saturday mornings is my, my, my free pass to get out and get out of the system. And, and then so I'll daddy's do, not a bear. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Uh, and then I do, I do a lot of my training on the turbo. Um, I'll do uh, one very early Wednesday, Wednesday morning ride. Um, and that's it really just try and get up and, and get it done early doors. And now we're just going to sneak in somewhere in there. We're going to do some mobility. We've got you inspired. Yeah. On so mobility, when do you right? think on a day off days are good for mobility or? Yeah, absolutely. Or, yeah. or even, you know, I think, daily. you know, what Joel and I talked about is, is daily, daily. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't have to be like this insane 30 minute process. Like Joel was saying, 10 or 15, just sort of every morning works yeah. good for him. I'm on lemon juice now. For lemon it. juice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Props to Joel for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like you've got, you know, maybe just give yourself an extra five or 10 minutes before you, you do a ride, whether it's on the trainer or outside or whatever, just do some of those things like we talked about, like squat holds or whatever. But yeah, like you're saying balance, like not trying to do everything. Don't be mad at yourself. If like you didn't get it in for that day, it's That's just, it. it's dropping it's just like, that, right? Yeah, it's not absolutely. becoming beholden to the, it's meant to be enjoyment. Right? Yes. It's yeah. supposed to be enjoying enjoyable and it's supposed to be something that's helping you get your overall balance and if it's stressing you out to do that then you know yeah you know, what's the point the interesting one well, i'm super interested in the moment is sleep i think it's such a key it's so important yeah you know i did a show on a morning routine a couple months ago did it dug into the research like i always do and um they are finding that seven isn't quite enough if you want to function really? at the at your peak level, at your peak cognitive level, they're saying eight is really people that don't quite get eight hours of sleep don't perform to their top cognitive really? level. And so, you know, it's tricky. I mean, we're talking about balance here and I'll just be honest with everybody. So my wife works hard and she works long hours here in Hong Kong. The kind of the thing here in Hong Kong is probably the same with you too, Jules, is you start a little bit later, at least than you do in the U.S., but you work 
later, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, later. Yeah. And so she's home at seven or seven thirty, and you know we try to have dinner together, at least her and I. And then I had already gotten up at four fifteen or four thirty, wow. and I'm done like yeah. 8 30 the kids are going to bed and i'm right there with yeah, them yeah, yeah. and so like finding quality time for her and i is is a little bit tricky yeah. that, that's not really great for balance but if i'm going to get eight eight thirty to four thirty that's eight hours and yeah. eight thirty is like that's a baby's bedtime but yeah. i have to get up early to train and i teach classes and there's all sorts of stuff going on so it's 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 hard it yeah. really is but sleep oh my gosh like and waking, there's other things where you're, you know, waking up in the middle of your REM cycle and different people will have different lengths of the REM cycle. Some are two, some are three. And so you have to work around that as well. But yeah, it's, it is so important. Like you're saying, like, and we're just sort of scratching the surface on understanding what it really yeah. means. Do you monitor your sleep or anything like that? I or? do. I mean, do I've you? got a Phoenix three. And so, okay. you know, that if you wear it overnight, you can sort of see, obviously when you lay down to go to bed, cause you can trigger that. And then when you wake up. I don't like the Bluetooth running through my system all night. So I yeah, just yeah. take mine off, but it knows when I take it off because I have the heart rate thing on the wrist. Yeah, so yeah. it either assumes I'm dead or that I'm going <laughs> to sleep. But when I put it back on, it's like, oh, he's alive he's again. Good. Okay, okay. he's just asleep. Paddock over. And so I'm uh, probably more information than you want. Hopefully it's interesting. But so I will, I'll overlay hours of sleep with heart rate variability, which I've talked about a million times on yeah, the show. I've just and then, started that. It's so cool. Yeah. And TSS, which is a training peaks, yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of gives you a heart rate overall. It's almost like a suffer score. Um, and so here's how much you've trained for this week based on your TSS score. Here's how many hours of sleep you're averaging for the week. And here's your heart rate variability. And if you're like, heart rate availability is in the tank and you haven't been getting enough sleep and you've been training like a madman yeah, yeah, yeah. or madwoman. that's pretty obvious where you need to flex. That's where it goes. So. Right? It's, uh, it's crazy. That heart rate variability thing is amazing. Just, just, How many like, weeks have you been doing it? So I, I did it pretty solid for about five or six weeks and then mm -hmm. had like, I lost the... But you've got your... 10, you know 8. what your baseline is. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you're at whatever, higher or lower than that, then you sort of know where you need exactly. to be from a yeah. training perspective. Yeah. But it's amazing how sleep affects it and oh, yeah. drink affects it. That, <laughs> yes. That's the thing. Just like a couple of beers and it yeah. affects it, right? It does. It definitely amazing. does. Because that probably affects your sleep too in, yeah. in, in most people. Well, I've kept you here for a really long time, Jules. Thank you so much for, for your time. Before we go, I want to make sure, because we've talked so much about Unfound, yeah. how do we get there? I'm sure people could Google it and figure it out. But what's the best way to get on Unfound and, and get part of the program? Uh, it's really simple. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and search Unfound and you'll see it there and just download it. It's free to download. Register and then uh, join us on the hub. It's all, it's a nice app too. Like you, you get notification if somebody sent you a message like me and Jules were doing back yeah. and forth and or if somebody likes your photo. It's yeah. really it's really fun. Thank you. So thank you all so much for listening. Also, thank you very much to my friend Jules Doyle for joining the show today. It was really fun. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show and whatever your favorite podcast app is. You can follow my workouts and Boost Health updates on Strava, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for My Boost Health. You can also visit the Boost Health website at myboosthealth.com for links to everything along with more motivation and information. And until next time, this is Paul Sandberg for Jules Doyle saying goodbye and find, find your, your balance. balance.